This call is being recorded. Good morning. Welcome to the Claire Victory. This is JC. Who's on the line? Good morning. It's Susie. Susie. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? I'm doing okay. How are you? I'm pretty good and pretty cold. Really? (laughs) Yes. California is cold out here. Good morning, good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. This is JC. Well, happy Saturday to you. Yeah, it's cold here too. Yeah, I'm here in California now. Hey, good morning, good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. This is JC. Good morning, JC. Happy birthday to me. Good morning. Happy birthday. Who is this? This is Lisa. Hello. Lisa, of course. Hey, Lisa, happy birthday. I wish I could sing. I would sing to you, but I'm not good at singing. So have a blessed birthday. Enjoy for you. Happy birthday, Lisa. Thanks, Susie. You're welcome. Good morning, good morning, good morning. This is JC. Welcome to Declare Victory. Was there Happy anyone Saturday. else? Happy Saturday. It's Nikisha. I can sing, but my voice is uh, sounding a little weird today. <laughs> well, happy Saturday, Nikisha. Okay, Lisa, we have two tips at singing for you. So. <laughs> happy the third one will come through. <laughs> give you a little horseman. Happy birthday to you, happy birthday to you, happy birthday, dear Lisa, happy birthday to you. All right. And many more. Many more. I can't give you that falsetto this morning, but (laughs) it's in my spirit. (laughs) Thank you, thank you. 
my first serenade. Thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. New things for the new decade. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was wonderful. Good morning. Good morning. Did anyone else join? Like to say good morning. Welcome to the good morning. morning. Good morning, it's Diane. And can we pray for the Clifton family this morning? Uh, they're laying uh, Brother Joe Clifton to rest this morning at 11 o'clock. Brother Joe, what is that last name again, Diane? I'm sorry, Clifton, you say? C-L-I-S. Clifton, yeah, Joe Clifton. Got you. Lift the Clifton okay. family up. Okay, Clifton family, got it. All right, okay. how are you? I'm doing wonderful. I can't complain. I woke That's up right. this morning, so. <laughs> Amen. Right. Huh. Oh, wow. Amen. That's what you're talking about. Good morning, ladies. Good morning, family. This is Pam. Happy birthday, big sis, Lisa. <laughs> Good morning. Thank Happy you, birthday, Pam. Lisa. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Anyone else? Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, family. This is Bubbly. Happy Saturday. Hey there, Bubbly. Happy Saturday, sweetheart. Happy birthday, Uh, (laughs) Lisa. Good morning, Miss Deidre. Good morning. Happy birthday, Lisa. Good morning. I'm sorry, y'all. I mean, it's ain't about me, but thank you. Oh, girl, you're so exceptional. (laughs) You're special. Good morning, Deidre. How are you? Happy Saturday. Is there anyone else? Thank you, hon. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Welcome to the Claire Victory. This is JC. Good morning, JC. It's Dondre. Good morning, family. Hey, Dondria. Happy Saturday. Happy Saturday. Thank you. You're welcome, to. Anyone else? Good morning. Good morning. Okay, good morning, good morning, good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. Is there anyone else that would like to say good morning before I get started? Good morning, this is Patricia. God bless you. Good morning, Patricia, and God bless you as well. Happy Saturday. Yes. Yeah. Okay, it's time to move on to the next segment of the call. Before we move forward, we ask you to mute your line so that we can proceed. Hello again. My name is JC. I am your hostess. Thank you for joining us here on Declare Victory. We are a prayer call that meets Monday through Saturday, starting at 6 o'clock a.m. Pacific time to edify, empower, encourage, and equip you in your walk with Christ. Please feel free to invite a friend so they can be blessed too. Be sure to stay tuned with us for the last couple of days in December for the monthly theme entitled Vision. You don't want to miss the messages, teachings, lessons, and heart shares that will be brought to you by our wonderful and gifted declarers. There is one announcement today. 
If you have been blessed by the call, please be sure to take advantage of the year-end offering and so into the call. You can do so by visiting www.declarevictory.org or www.paypal.me forward slash declare victory. We pray many blessings by your by our Heavenly Father. <clears throat> Excuse me. We pray many blessings by our Heavenly Father be returned to you for your giving and trusting in Him. There were no prayer requests submitted via the app. We have one spoken prayer request from our Diane. She's asking that we keep the Clifton family lifted in prayer as they lay Brother Joe Clifton to rest today. The order of the call, prayer and corporate praise, will be brought by Bubbly. <clears throat> the declaration will be brought by Pastor Lavelle. Then we will go right into closing comments hosted by the declarer. Once again, prayer and corporate praise will be brought by Bubbly. Declaration, Pastor Lavelle. Then we will go right into closing comments hosted by the declarer. Scripture for today is Ezekiel 8 and 4. And there before me was the glory of God of Israel, as in the vision I have seen in the plain. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading, hearing, and doing of his holy word. At this time, we ask you to put your phones on mute until instructors come off mute. I now pass the call to the prayer warriors today. I bubbly. God bless you all. Amen. Good morning, Heavenly Father. We thank you, Father God, for just another day, Lord God. We bless your name, Father, for all that you have done, Lord God. You allowed us, Lord God, to see this last Saturday of the year 2019, Lord God. God, we just bless you, and we honor your name with our lips, Lord God, with our heart, with a heart full of thanksgiving, Lord God, because you have been so good to us, Lord God, that we cannot just thank you enough, Father. We thank you, Lord God, because you have kept us, God. You kept us through dangers seen and unseen, God. We love you and we bless your name, Lord God. We lift up, oh God, this morning, the Clifton family as they lay Joe to rest, Lord God. Lord God, we just thank you for his life, Lord God. And we ask that you give the family peace that only comes from you, dear God. Dear God, we just um thank you for declare victory, Lord God, because we have found a lifeline, and we are declaring victory today, Lord God. And whatever goes on today, we know that you are right there with us, Lord God, and we won't we and we can do nothing, Lord God, without you, Jesus. Lord God, I just want to thank you for life, God, that life, health, and strength, Lord God. I ask, Lord God, that you bless and cover those who are going through grief, Lord God, that are going through bereavement, Lord God. We just thank you right now, Jesus, because you are the author and the finisher of our faith, Lord God. As you, Lord God, continue to lift up our brother uh, Lavelle, Lord God, him and his family, Father God, and anybody else who's going through trying times, Lord God, and aches and pains in their body, Lord God, but you are still here, Lord God. We are still here because you are a keeper, Lord God. You, you are the keeper of our lives, Lord God. You are the leader of our lives, Lord God. Thank you for allowing us to be able to call your name. God. We, Abba Father, Lord God, we call your name Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, Lord, we thank you for that, your son, Jesus, because he is 
everything. He is the giver of life. He is the lover of our soul. He just keeps us, and he just keeps on blessing us, Lord God. And it's not always a monetary blessing, Lord God. We blessing that we can wake up in the morning, Lord God, and just bless your name, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God, for sight, God. Somebody doesn't have sight this morning, Lord God, but thank you. We have it, Lord God. We have breath in our bodies, Lord God. We may have aches and pains, Lord God, but at least we can feel, Lord God, because there's some people who can't even feel, Lord God. We bless you, oh God, for home being indoors, Lord God. We <laughs> excuse me. We thank you, Heavenly Father, for all the things that you have given us, Lord God. We have a place to stay, Lord God. Bless those who don't have a place to, to live that out there in the elements, Lord God. I know you can keep them as well, Lord God. Thank you for uh, food on our tables, Lord God, because there's out there somebody out there that wish they had just a piece of bread, Lord God. We thank you for all of the things that you give us, Lord God, that you cover us, God, you keep us, Lord God. We can't do nothing without you, Lord God. We thank you, God, that you gave our sister Lisa another birthday, Lord God. We just thank you for her life, Lord God. She is such a dear dear to my heart, Lord God. She's so dear to us, Lord God. Continue to strengthen and give her the words that she can share with someone about you, Lord God. Ask Father God that you just keep us in your keeping care, Lord God. I thank you for all things. There's so many things that just I can't thank you enough, Lord God. We thank you for covering our pastors, Lord God, our leaders, Lord God, those in the military, Lord God, those behind prison walls, God. I just thank you right now for Sister Regina Amos as she just uh, takes out the time, Lord God, to Go and minister to those behind the prison walls, Lord God. We all need a word from you, Lord God. We thank you. We thank you in advance of what you're going to do with us for the rest of this year, Lord God. Today, Lord God, we just bless you and we worship you and we give your name praise, Lord God. I just can't thank you enough. I can't thank you enough. I can't thank you enough, Lord God, for all that you are in my life, Lord God. That you gave me the opportunity to come closer to you, Lord God. Another opportunity and another day to just get this thing called life right, Lord God, for us to be better today than we were yesterday, Lord God. We just bless you, and we honor you, Lord God. And I ask right now we take our phones off of mute and give you our best praise this morning in this Glory, last hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lord God. Glory, Hallelujah. 
praising your name. We give your name the praise, Lord God. Praise, glory, and honor be due to you, Lord God. Praise and honor belongs to you, God. Thank you for your amazing grace, Lord God. Thank you for your mercy, tender mercy, God. Every morning, Lord God. God, we just love you. We bless your name, Lord God. We give your name the praise, honor, and glory belongs to you, Lord God. Lord God, we thank you in advance of what you're going to do in our lives today, Lord God. And we just love you and bless your name, Lord God. As we um, discontinue to bless your name and continue to praise your name, Lord God. Just be with us as we go through the rest of this um um, messages this morning, Lord God, we ask you to open up our ears, our hearts, and our minds for the declaration today, Lord God. Continue to use my brother as only you can, Lord God. We just love you. We love him. We love each other. And we bless your name, Lord God. We give your name the praise, and we thank you in advance who you are in our lives. It is in the matchless name of Jesus. We thank you and give you praise. Glory and honor to you as I pass the call and seal this prayer and, and with amen, amen, and amen, as I pass the call to Brother LaBelle. Blessings. Amen. Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning. God has shown us yet another expression of his love. Um, we are alive. God watched over us as we slept and we slumbered. And right early this morning, he touched us with a finger of his divine power in our eyes to held a brand new day. Thank you, uh, J.C. Bubbly, uh, so much. Um, 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 is there anyone that didn't get an opportunity to say good morning? Now is your time. Good morning. Good morning, y'all. Good morning, Victor. What's up, family? What's up, Pastor? My brother. What up, what up Brother E? You still jealous? Always, man. I can't trust the preacher on the two hundred pounds. I'm sorry. Hey, hey, Eric. I gained I gained two pounds. I'm 176 pounds now. That's I. I'm not saying nothing to you, man. <laughs> All right. Anyone else? Good morning. This is your time. Good morning. Good morning, Little Juliet. Hey. Good morning, Lady Jim. Your husband's so jealous. He's so jealous. Good morning, Pastor Lavelle. It's Susie. Hi, my Susie, too. Susie, I'm around the corner from you. Be quiet. Don't say nothing. We'll talk. Anyone else? Good morning. Good morning, Pastor Lavelle. This is Gloria. Good morning. Good morning, Sister Tracy. Good morning. Hi, Sister Tracy. How are you? Good. All right. Anyone else? Good morning, Victory family. God bless you all this morning. Sarge, how are you? There was a lady that said good morning. Who was that? Barbara. Hi, Miss Barbara. Yes. All right. Let me jump into this. Uh, Diane, I know you're on the line. Um, Yes, call me. Uh, Bubby told me you want to call me, so go ahead and call me. Um, when you get a chance. All right. Um, um, very quickly, um, if if you got your Bible, Matthew chapter 2, I just want to look at a scripture, just two verses. I would like to look at verses 1 through 12, but let me just deal with verse 11 and 12. Um, 
Um, um, I think I heard, I had to go back through my notes. Um, I think Moni said to me, our, 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 our topic is vision this month. So, so, um, Matthew chapter two, verse 11 and 12, let me read it for you. It says, and when they were come into the house, listen to this. They saw the young child with Mary, his mother and fell down. Oh, let me go back. And when they were coming to the house, watch this. Talk about vision. They saw the young child with Mary, his mother, and fell down and worshipped. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented unto him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And being warned of, a, of God in a dream that they should not return to Herod, they departed into their own country another way. Wow. Wow. I don't even know where to start, um, um, but I can say that doing um, uh, an etymological study on the book of Matthew, that Matthew records the genealogy of Jesus, um, only he and Luke, they deal with what I would like to call the history of Jesus. They they both deal with the birth of Jesus, but especially Matthew. And as 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 a Jew and as a believer, you you and as a Bible reader, you have to understand why that's important. And Matthew was writing to the Jews, and when he wrote to the Jews, it was important, I would say, for Matthew to give them the genealogy of the Lord Jesus, because if you know anything about the Jews, the Jews were critical and and they were crucial um, about the lineage and about the bloodline in which you would come from. And so let me just kind of skip around and jump right into this. And so Matthew um, uh, opens up his gospel. If you remember in Matthew chapter 1, he opened up with a lot of begots, and you remember he was the son of this one, he was the son of that one, and he was the son of this one, um, because Matthew knew that it was important to trace the bloodline of Jesus back to the house of David, um, and, and, and therefore Matthew opens up, and and he begins to... Uh, narrow, narrate the birth of Christ. And, and watch this. He, he, what he does is he settles in the minds of his listeners, of those who are reading, those who are listening to him. He, he, he literally settles in the minds of, the, of, of his listeners that, that, that Jesus is the son of David. And, and, and the Jews, they, 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 they had no problem with his genealogy, but the only problem that they would have with Jesus at this point would be the manner in which Jesus was taxied or how Jesus came into the world because um, – uh, you have to understand that at that time they were looking for the type of Christos. They was looking for the type of uh, Emmanuel. They were looking for the type of Savior that would come riding on a white horse with 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 armor on, and, and and he would have perhaps a 
sword in one hand, he would have a scepter in the other hand, and um, 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 that that was going to literally uh, liberate them uh, from bondage. That was going to literally uh, get them out of the situation that literally they had put themselves in. But 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 Jesus, if you remember, and you know the the, the story, he he arrived in an unexpected manner. He he was born in 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 an unexpected place. Um, um, the reason I'm going, um, um, y'all, I'm trying to find my way through this because I don't have a lot of notes this morning, so just bear with me, okay? He, he was born in the ghettos of Bethlehem of Judea, and, and the people even raised the question, can anything good come out of Bethlehem? I mean, he, he was raised in, in wherever your hood is in your city because uh, there's so many different people on on this call. So wherever your your hood is in your city, I'm from Oakland, so those of you from Oakland would know Sobrani Park. He was born in a Sobrani Park type situation. Uh, or, or let me say it this way, he was born in what society calls the wrong side on the other side of the tracks. Now, don't y'all sit here and ponder, because I told the Greater Harvest Church last Sunday, don't, don't, don't ponder where that side of town is because you, 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 you got folks on that side of town. I mean, you, you know, you you got some cousins over there. You, you got some friends over there. You, 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 you got some, some, some kinfolk on that side of town and, and brother E and Sarge and the rest of y'all on the line. I hate to shoot the dozens with y'all this morning, but if you didn't live there, your mama lived there. Don't y'all hang up on me. Okay. I mean, so, 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 so there was no, no, no room, no, no end to host his birth. And, and, and then when you look at it, I looked at this because Mary was in, she was in a terrible situation because, she was legally engaged to Brother Joseph, and women had admired Mary, and they, they had high hopes for her. And, and when you, you have to understand that whenever a woman would give birth to a male child, they would talk all over town asking, is he the one? Is he the one? And so, and so in the midst of these masculine birth expectancies, watch this. I, I found this very intriguing, that Mary becomes pregnant in the midst of her engagement. And, and y'all, it looked like she was guilty of sin. It looked like she had done wrong. It looked like that, 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 that she was, was guilty of, of, of doing something. And y'all, y'all understand what I'm saying? Can somebody mute your lines, please? Somebody please mute your lines. And, 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 I, and, and I want to tell y'all something right here that, 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 and those of you that know me, those of you that know me know me. One of the worst feelings that uh, of my life that I ever had to deal with in the past was for folks that you love to think that you're guilty of something. I mean, it looks like you did it, but you can't prove it. I mean, it'll put you in a terrible situation. I mean, I, I can imagine that the sister Mary tried to explain to her fiance, and and then when when you were engaged back then, it it, it wasn't like it is today. When an engagement went on in in Jerusalem, there there were legal documents that had to be drawn out 
drawn up and filed in the church. So it, it wasn't like it is today where people say, I'm engaged, but I ain't married yet, so I'm free until I get married. No, when you were engaged in New Testament sociologically, that, that was a legal and spiritual contract that you have set yourself aside for that person. So therefore, she has problems. And now you can understand why. She, she, she tells Joseph, uh, uh, Joseph, I'm, I'm pregnant. And, and, and then watch this. I, I can imagine that, that Joseph, and I'm being funny here when I say this, so let me put this disclaimer on it. I, I can imagine that Joseph had begun, um, I would say, to try to identify the fellas who Mary had spent the most time with, if y'all understand what I'm saying. Uh, uh, but she says it was the Holy Ghost. She said, no. It, it wasn't Sarge, it wasn't Andrew, it wasn't Eric, it wasn't any of the fellas. That this thing in my womb is of the Holy Ghost. Now, I don't I don't claim to matriculate in some institute of higher learning. I, I don't claim to have no great education. Uh, I am a seminary and college trained student, but I can tell you that at these great theological seminaries. There are people who come out of seminary debating uh, the virgin birth. They, they graduate debating the validity and the authenticity of the Bible. I mean, they may go in believing Mary was a virgin, but, but they, they come out thinking that it literally, that, 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 that a virgin becoming pregnant, that it literally doesn't add up to human logic. Now, I want to tell you uh, that sometimes my mind, don't understand it, but I want to tell you my heart believes it because if I don't say nothing else, hear this point that, that I want to make right here, that it, it, was never, it was never a matter of an entering into, you understand, but it was a matter of an overshadowing of, oh, you missed it, let me rewind the tape, it was never a matter of an entering into, but it was a matter of an overshadowing of. And, and Mary was indeed a virgin when she gave birth to the Lord Jesus. And I thank God that she was a virgin because when babies are born, they come with the masculine bloodline of the man. That's why if a man say that he or she is not yours, the doctor or the lawyer or the judge will say, brother, come here and you're going to take this blood test. But I thank God that Jesus didn't have Joseph's blood in his veins. Because if, if, if Joseph, if Jesus would have had Joseph's blood in his veins, please understand that, that, that Jesus never would have been good enough to complete the work of redemption on Mount Calvary. And so at that juncture, let me ask you a question. What, if, 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 what, what laboratory could have analyzed Jesus' blood had he given a blood test. Uh, I mean, microscopes would have perhaps blown up because his blood was not earthly blood. His blood was sent down from heaven up above. And so, okay, and so she gives birth. Remember, remember that the inns were sealed. The, 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 the hotels um, were, were, were booked up. And then remember, if you know the story, no one would give way to this pregnant girl. Look, 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 let me deliver you to the scene. It, it, in, that, in that Mary 
telling that lie? Are y'all with me? Is that Mary telling that lie? And and y'all watch this. Joseph crazy because he's still with her. Why is she telling that lie? Look at him traveling, about to give birth. Look at him out of wedlock. Look at him. She gives birth. God, God sends a choir. There, there were, there were literally shepherds in the field watching over their flock by night. The angels started to sing. Watch this. There, Eric, there was no organist. There, 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 there was no choir director. There was no worship leader. Dee Dee wasn't up leading praise and worship like she usually do. You know, I mean, I mean, but, 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 but the angels sang, and they sang glory to God in the highest. And then, you know, I, I, I guess this week I just I, I laugh when I look at the nativity scene. Um, when you look at the nativity scene at the Christmas time um, uh, and you see the picture of the baby Jesus, you see the picture of Joseph, you see the picture of Mary, and then you see the wise men. And, and, and there were wise men that spent at least three years of travel, watch this, at least three years of travel trying to make it. Uh, to where Jesus is, and then and then the Bible says that Herod, uh, Herod caught wind that these wise men were on their way uh, uh, to find Jesus, and and these wise men were 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 astrologers. They they were they were stargazers. They they were soothsayers. They 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 but they were still bent on Old Testament theology. They 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 were students of the Torah and the Pentateuch or the Dead Sea Scrolls. In essence, y'all, they were experts at the Old Testament. And and they knew what the prophets had said in the Old Testament and with their own interpretation of the cosmos and with their own knowledge of astronomy, watch this. They caught vision of this star. So yonder, they go following the star that would hang over the head where our Savior would lay. Now, now, again, when you look at the nativity scene, you you have to you have to understand that they traveled in caravans. Watch this. Don't miss what I said. They traveled in caravans. When you look at the nativity scene, we believe that it was three wise men because of the gifts. Uh, of gold, frankincense, and myrrh, but but understand they would have never dared travel that through that countryside in three because it was too dangerous because there were bandits, there were muggers, and there were robbers around looking for an opportunity. We we only hear of the three gifts because it was significant to the type of Emmanuel that this baby is. And so yonder they go. And and then they're interrupted by Herod who lies to them and he says when, when you find the baby, come back and bring me word that I may go and worship him. Now, now let me get to this uh, before I um, get accused of, of not dealing with what I said I was going to deal with. So, so, so look at verse 11. Notice that, that the Bible says that when they were come into the house where he was. So, so this is what I, I like to call invasion. And, and so, so lend me your imagination just for a minute because I want to bring you into the presence of God for a minute because that's what worship is really all about. Worship is really about, <clears throat> excuse me, you bringing the people of God into the very presence of God. It, it's about you bringing the people of God into the very Shekinah glory of God. I, I tell preachers, I tell worship leaders all the time that worship has nothing to do with you killing the house 
It has nothing to do with you hitting a home run. But when you are up leading worship, it has to do with you bringing the people of God into the very presence of God. And so, therefore, the text says, when they become into the house. And then there are a lot of people who believe that they can worship God outside of the house. But this text says, when they were come into the house, and, and, and don't get me wrong, I understand we got a lot of people on the line, and I don't want to mess up your theology, and I understand you can have individual all by yourself, but please let, uh, let me uh, labor my point that there's a theology that suggests that you don't have to go to church in order to have church, but please understand there is a corporate worship mandate that we're called to as believers. There, there's another dynamics that takes place when we come before the presence of God on a corporate level. That there, there, there's, there's, I want to say that there's another dynamics or a charisma that happens in the worship experience when we all come together with our minds stayed on God. Okay, so, so not only was their envision that these wise men came into the presence of Jesus Christ. But now watch. The text also says that they saw the young child. Okay, I'm at my point this morning, and then I'm going to close. So, so, so not only must you experience invasion, but here it is, and I'm done. You must also have vision. In essence, you have to have a sight for Jesus Christ. You have to be able to recognize Jesus when he shows up. The reason we can't see Jesus in our dilemma is because we've allowed today's prosperity preachers to tell us that um, um, when you suffer and have it hard, that Jesus ain't nowhere around. But, but, but let me say this. Suffering is no sign of divine disappearance. Suffering is a chance to know salvation. Suffering is a chance to know God's ability to heal. And somebody on the line right now, you may be having it rough because you have not been able to see Jesus in your situation. But in 2020, you've got to have a vision for Christ. You've got to be able to recognize Jesus when he shows up. Y'all, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a big New Edition fan, so I don't, I don't just listen to gospel. Uh, yeah, I'm a pastor, but, but I, I don't just listen to gospel, so I'm sorry if y'all think I just listen to gospel. So I was in my garbage truck the other day, and I was listening. I, I listened to New Edition Pandora, and, and I was listening to Johnny Gill, and, and Johnny Gill uh, came on with Fairweather Friends. Y'all, I, 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 you got to have vision for Jesus when he shows up, and, and, and he's not just Johnny Gill's Fairweather friend. Wow. Ah, Jesus will get involved with our lives. He'll, he'll, he'll walk with you. He'll talk with you. He'll show up in every situation. He'll go through every storm of life, holding your hand through sickness and pain. He'll be a way out of nowhere. He'll be a, 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 your, your, your help in time of trouble. Jesus will go through your situation with you, but you got to recognize Jesus when he shows up. And then if you trust him and have him and, and have it hard, he always knows when to show up. If you don't believe me, ask the children of Israel. They'll tell you when they got the Red Sea in front of them and the mountains of Kalahari on both sides that God 
took his time in getting there because he wants to drown Pharaoh's army. He knows when to show up. Ask Joseph. Joseph will tell you that when his brothers put him in a pit, but he went from the pit to Potiphar's house, from Potiphar's house to the prison, all the way to the palace, he knows when to show up. Uh, 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 ask Paul and Silas down in Philippi. They'll tell you they didn't get the, uh, 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 they, didn't, they didn't diminish their joy by being in jail, but at midnight, Paul and Silas sang praises to God, and God calls a great earthquake because he knows when to show up. Ask Mary and Martha down in Bethany. Wait a minute. You ain't got to ask them. You can ask me this morning. I'll tell you that God knows when he show up. And, and what, I'm, what I love about him is that I'm so sick of these preachers. I know they, they get mad at me when I say this. I'm so sick of them running around here talking about the Holy Ghost headquarters. Quit lying. Your church ain't no Holy Ghost headquarters. Jesus don't hang out in no building. Jesus, you don't have to wait till Sunday morning to get in contact with Jesus. Jesus will come by your house, driving down the street. Jesus will get in the car with you. And so I believe that a whole lot of singing going on in the church today is really not of Christ. I mean, it can get the crowd rocking. It can make people happy. But some of it you can't tell if it's secular or gospel because all that we do in the house of God is not of God. So, therefore, you've got to have vision for Christ once you come into his presence. Wow. If y'all notice, every time I do a declaration on on declare victory, I end with these words. Go to church tomorrow and worship. Make sure you see Jesus in the worship, because if you don't see Jesus, you have not worshiped, right? I say that all the time. So you've got to have vision for Christ when you come into his presence. And then notice in verse number 11 that the text says, they saw the young child with Mary, his mother. Now, look at the Catholicism here, and they saw the young child with Mary, his mother. So let me just pause right here and straighten out Catholicism. Notice they saw Jesus first with, with his mother. In essence, you don't need to pray Hail Mary of God because Mary can never be the mother of God. She could be the mother of Jesus because Jesus began in this Bethlehem situation. But she could never be the mother of God because for Mary to be the mother of God, she would have had to play a part in Genesis 1 and 1 in the beginning. So Mary can, in fact, be the mother of Jesus from Bethlehem on. But it is theologically impossible, it's not hermeneutically sound, for Mary to be the mother of God. Mary has no divinity. Uh, Mary, Mary is not to be worshipped because she's the mother of Jesus. She was only the taxi cab or the vehicle which housed the Christ. When Mary, when Mary came, Mary's body only housed the Christ, but Mary has no divinity where we should attribute to her personality worship of any kind. So the text says that they saw the child with his mother Mary, and they fell down. So not only must there be invasion and there must be vision, but notice these men fell down. When you come into the presence of God, not only must you have invasion, not only must you have vision, but there must be pleasant submission. They submitted themselves to Christ. And, and let me say this as I close. Many of us will not come into a full relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ because we want to come with our own way. We want to come with our own rules and our own regulations. But when you come to the Lord, you literally have to deny yourself. You have to be willing to do it his way and not your own way. So the text says that they fell down in front of the presence of the baby. Not only did they fall down, they fell down and they worshipped. But I can't leave it 
I, I can't quit, y'all. I won't quit right here, but I, I can't quit because there's another piece. So let me give y'all this and I'll close. So, so, so not only was there submission, but watch this, watch this. But there was adoration as they came to worship. Now, now I got to tell you this, and, and I'm really going to close. The, the difference between praise and worship, because a lot of people really don't know. You, you, you can worship God. Worship, worship is is personal. You can, you can, you can worship God and be quiet. Worship, worship is literally you talking to God, and it's God answering you. But, but the praise is what you send up to God. There, there's no way that you can come to church and and you claim that is 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 oh oh Rev oh Pastor, it's not my personality to become emotional. That's a lie. Because when you go to a ball game, you you don't tell me you ain't emotional. You'll take a $75 hat and sell it through the crowd, and they'll call you a loyal fan. But if you shout in church, they'll call you radical. You can't praise God and be quiet. Because when you read the Psalms, the book of Psalms, whenever it talks about praising God, it literally involves a physical attribute of the body. You can't tell me, Rev, you can't sit back and say it don't take all that. Yes, it do. Because when you realize how far God has brought you, let's not even talk about your life. Let's talk about through 2019 all the way up to the last week of 2019, how far God has brought you. It'll show up in your praise. You can't get cute and praise God because when you look back over your shoulder and see how he brought you through trials, tribulation, through sickness and all of that, you got to give God some praise. How are you going to come to church and be too cool to care, too proud to participate, or too serious to shout? You, you, you better quit acting like that and give God some praise. Okay, okay, I'm, I'm done. Look at this. Look at this. I got I to quit. I got to quit. I quit. Okay, okay, look at this. The, the text says not, not only was there submission, not, not only was there adoration, but watch this as I close. They came with a presentation. Declare victory, I believe our problem is we want to come to God empty-handed. But they came with a presentation. Can't you hear these wise men saying, what shall I render? When, when we come into the presence of God, when we come to church on Sunday, when we come on Tuesday night, when we come on Wednesday night, when you come to choir rehearsal, when you come to usher ministry, when you come to greeters ministry, why aren't you asking that question? God, what shall I render? They came to God with more than their tithes, and they weren't even Christians. When they came to God, not only did they give themselves how do you know that, Pastor? That shows them the fact that they bowed down. They brought him myrrh. They brought him gold and frankincense. Gold was a gift that they brought to kings and they brought to royal families and newborn babies. And when they brought him gold, what these wise men were literally saying is, we believe that you're the king and the coming Messiah. And when they brought 
him frankincense. It was only used, frankincense was only used by the priests in the Old Testament. It was, it was an exclusive ointment. So when these wise men brought him frankincense, what they were saying is that we believe that you're the high priest, that you're better than Melchizedek, that you are the ultimate priest, the ultimate one who we should pay tithes to. Because if you remember, um, you do know that Abraham gave Melchizedek a tenth. And if you are the ultimate Christ, the ultimate crystals, how much more should we give to you? Not only did they bring him gold and frankincense, watch this, but they brought in myrrh. And myrrh was used for the embalming process. It was an exclusive ointment that only rich folks used when they died. And that's why we, we, me being an African American history major, that's why we have money that, that goes all the way back to Egypt and Africa. And I told you this at the beginning that I don't claim to have a great education, but I can tell you this much. Don't let folks tell you that, that, that Africa was held captive and we were brought here as slaves in order that they might introduce Jesus to us. That's a lie. Because when Jesus was in trouble, the angel said, if you want Jesus to live, take him to Africa, take him to Egypt. Why? Because there's safety in Egypt. Jesus and the apostle Paul preached to two-thirds of Africa before Europe ever heard about the Pentateuch, the first five books of the Bible. The gospel was already in Africa. So when they brought in Mary, I already told you that myrrh was used for as an exclusive ointment that was used to embalm folk when they died. And my brothers and sisters, only rich folk could use myrrh. It wasn't anything that poor folk had or poor folk could afford, but it was myrrh. And when these wise men brought Jesus myrrh, what they were saying is we believe that you're going to die. I wish I had time to take you all to Calvary. So when you read that the baby was wrapped in swaddling clothes, I think I told you all this last time, last year, what you're really reading is that Jesus was dressed to kill. And then notice their instructions were, I'm done, to go back and give Herod the report. But the Bible clearly says that that night that they experienced an angel, the angel told them to go back another way. So let me quit and leave you right here by telling you that nobody meets Jesus and goes back the same way they came. You can never meet the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords and go back the same way you came. The truth of the matter is, when you met Jesus, you should have changed your direction. He should have changed your conversation. He should have changed the way you walk, the way you talk. He should have changed the way you interact with one another. You've got to have vision for Jesus. You've got to learn how to recognize Jesus when he shows up. I quit. I'm done. I could go on and on. Because I'm getting excited. But I, I'm going to quit right here. So is, is there any questions, any comments, any aha moments in the declaration that anybody wants to bring out? Now's your time. Thank you, Pastor. I love your word and your preaching. 
My Susie Q. My favorite pastor. Thank you. And I'm back in Stockton. Good. <laughs> Good morning. Oh, sorry, Susie. Good Go morning. Okay, who is that? It's the Keisha, but it sounds like Susie wants to say something else. No, go right ahead. Go ahead. Oh, um, just I just really just feel the presence of the Lord. I've I've heard that story so many times, but you just really just just ushered in the Holy Spirit with that one. So I thank you, and this is just a wonderful way to end the last Saturday of this decade. I thank you and bless you. Anyone else? Anyone else? Good morning, good morning. Great decoration is always pastor. Um you talked about great, great, great Christmas uh, story. Great take on it. You said something in the early, uh, early about you know they wasn't expecting him come from that place, but they should have been. You know they they wasn't expecting the Messiah to come from Bethlehem, but all they had to do was roll down the scroll of uh, of Micah. Um, all he had to do was roll down that big scroll called Isaiah, and it tells him, it tells him where he's going to be born and all of that. You know, we were talking about vision. And then when you mentioned the part, you know, where the, 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 the wise men, you know, uh, um, they knew because they were great astrologers and it was, it was something because, uh, I, I saw something I think a couple of years back, they were reading. They were reading the uh, reading Matthew, and they were reading the scrolls, telling them how it was, and and what had happened was they were they they were able to turn the sky and the constellations back during that day, and 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 they were showing the movements of the stars, and they were showing how different. Um, groups of stars were named the, the 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 lady or the virgin, and how one group of stars was, was named, you know, uh, the baby or, or, or after the Messiah. And they could show the movements how the how the how it seemed that the lady was giving birth and and all of this. And so by telling about the stars, and then I, I began to think about. Paul, when he talks about um, in Romans how how God speaks to us through creation and. And, and and nature. Um the church folks should have known what the Messiah is. But it's funny that how you, you can allow tradition and complacency and expectations to cloud the vision and 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 and, and it took some um folks outside of church to show, you know, to show these church folks and sometimes to show us church for what, what the true meaning and the true picture of Jesus is and who Jesus is and where Jesus is, not caught up in the synagogue or in the church place that, you know, this is where Jesus is. Um, 
great, great declaration. I just think sometimes in, in my my, my um, words is that, you know, we can't allow our vision to um, to come clouded with tradition and, 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 and what the church has done historically. To me, it's like putting on somebody else's glasses, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, if you've ever tried anybody else's glasses on and, and they're not your prescription, is that, you know, everything doesn't look right. You know, it may look too sharp or it may look too um, on faded. You can't see through anybody else's glasses, right? You can't see through anybody else's vision because their vision may not be uh, uh, relevant for that time or for that date, and so we must always, as the body of the church, realize that we got to look at Jesus through fresh eyes. When we give the message, when we give the gospel of Jesus and who Jesus is, it's got to be relevant for this time. Amen? And so I want to say once again, great declaration, Pastor. Bless you. Bless you. Anyone else? Nobody this morning. I mean, this the, the theme this month is vision. Is there anyone having a problem recognizing Jesus when they when they show up when he shows up? And our worship experiences because we're so busy doing other things. Is there, is there anybody having a problem having a sight for Jesus? Good morning, Brother Pastor. This is Bubbly. Um, I would just say this as far as your declaration, as, 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 excuse me, as awesome as it was, I thought about when you said about that vision. I believe that God has opened up my eyes to him, his truth, and getting closer to him. And my vision is clearer now than it was six months ago. You know, my head was in the sand. I was still trying to find my way. But see, when God shows up and shows himself true and shows you that he is who he says he is and just recognize that without vision, you you can't make a move straight. You know, I look at people who don't have sight and they have the, um, their... Um, the um canes and stuff like that and when you don't see when you don't have vision you really cannot see what Jesus is trying to do and even though we have vision we might miss it we might miss the mark you know we may be looking to the left and to the right instead of looking up so I thank you for this um last Saturday of this year with the vision that is so clear now and I, I love it when you do say that when you go to church and when you go to worship, if you haven't seen Jesus, because you think about your vision, if you haven't seen him, you have not worshiped. So we got to keep our eyes open and continue to look up because that's where our, our Jesus is in our lives. I love you, brother. I keep you in my prayers. And you have a wonderful, blessed day. Bless you. Thank you for um, praying for my mother, Bubbly. She told me to tell you hi. She loves you. Um, uh, mother is up and down. Someday she's good. She did her third week of chemo yesterday. Um, and um, just just pray mildly for her. Uh, her dementia is really setting in. And um, 
I'm, I'm in a very trying place in my life that I've never been because uh, my mother's always had her, her faculties. So uh, so pray for me and my brothers and my sister. So thank you, brother. Anyone else? So you're so welcome. No one else? All right. Well, if there's not enough, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Um, it's Nikisha again. There was something that you had said about um, the Holy Ghost headquarters that had kind of made me tickle. But there are some of these uh, preachers out here that just think that 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 they're the only one that has the 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 right to say this is where the Holy Ghost resides at and stuff like that. So that, that really stuck out to me, but I'm just still just so like full of the Holy Spirit right now that I just, I I can't get my words together because I'm just so full right now, but that did stick out to me. Wow. Praise God. Oh, oh yeah. And then something else about how, um, you know, uh, Jesus came from, uh, what? Well, well, not came from, but he had to be born in the hood. And a lot of times, well, I don't know what's going on with the phone today, but the devil is a liar. Um, a lot of times we don't want to think about where our people came from because we're embarrassed about that. But we have to realize is that what makes us who we are. We don't have to get stuck in that, but we have to also um, reflect on that and then do better than what they were able to do so that the next generation could do better than what we were able to do. So that was very poignant as well. I hope you understand me because I'm getting a lot of feedback. I do. Well, watch this. It's not so much where you come from. The important thing is what you come with. Because whatever's in you will come out of you, and everyone around you will get to know you. Amen. I guess y'all didn't like my declaration this morning, cause y'all quiet. Good morning, Pastor. Um, I, I, uh, excellent declaration, by the way. But I like that what you just said. It's not what you. It's not just what you. It's not where you come from. It's what you come with. That sits with me. Thank you very much. Praise God. Good morning, Pastor. This is this is Sister Priscilla talking. I just want to say this about your declaration. Your declaration this morning for me makes you think, makes you ponder, makes you look at. Um, we've all heard the story a lot of times. It makes you look at it differently from different angles. So I think that's what you're getting from. I know that I can only speak for me. For me, I'm in thought. And I'm processing everything you said. You know, with everything, certain things stand out different for uh, for different people. Um, for me, the historical angle of, you know, the gospel being um, um, and the Bible being present in Africa. You know, the things, his, history, the history and the breakdown of, of 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 the incense and the myrrh and the frankincense. And the breakdown of the of of the wise men when we only thought there were three when possibility there was more. Um, and what they carried, when you break it down, makes sense. So I think just processing everything 
um, every little detail for me is what I'm going through in my mind because you gave it a totally different snapshot and a totally different angle. Praise God. Uh, Praise God. And, and, yeah, and who knows what's going to come out of that when I once I process that. Unfortunately, I won't have you to ask, but, <laughs> but the Holy Spirit will let me know and teach me from that point. But I do appreciate the declaration. I just want to express that to you because you made that statement. Um, and for me, it's just it's just processing and thinking. The mind of Christ has set in. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Anyone else? Anyone else, y'all? Come on. Yes. Um, this is Patricia. And um, I just want to do this for you, uh, Pastor. Yes. 
Yeah, um, this is Nikisha again. Um, I got hurt on my job on Thanksgiving, and the upper management had left the building early because they wanted to be off with their family. So there were only supervisors in the building, and they didn't handle the situation properly. So when it got back to them, because I went to the ER, because I was hurting, and the first thing one of the managers said to me was, was it pre-existing, like blaming me? But I was asking for uh, things to be better in my workstation, but no one was accommodating me. So it just really made me feel a certain type of way. But then I was transparent. I was like, well, yeah, I have upper back problems, but not lower back problems. That was because I was not working in the proper situation. And so it just, and then I walked in on them talking talking about me and it was it made me it really made me feel a certain type of way but then one of the declarations was like you know there's going to be weapons formed against you but they will not prosper and you just keep your head up and know that God is in control and that that really just made me be able to even still show the glory of God that is working within me because it was it was very difficult right at that moment to walk in and hearing the management speaking ill of you and it's like wow okay like like I'm trying to get over because a lot of people do that they oh I'm hurt or I'm stressed out so they could go out on workers comp but I I have not missed a day I have not called out and I still do my utmost to help my customers so it was just like wow but I'm grateful to God that I have this lifeline because it is a lifeline because I, I probably wouldn't have a job because I probably would have went off and got in my flesh. So thank you, <laughs> everybody. No, don't, go, no, don't go off. Please don't go off. Oh, I, I, I'm not. <laughs> it's because of God surrounding me with such um, beautiful people and the decorations and the prayers and just that's why I, I, I didn't go off. So I thank you all for keeping me in your prayers. Praise God. If there's not another, we're going to end right here. Um, thank you, everyone, for allowing me to um, do hey, the declaration. Uh-oh. Hey, you. What's up, Lisa? <laughs> <laughs> hey, I just wanted to say something um, about, first of all, thank you, Bubbly, for um my birthday blessing in your prayer. Thank you so much. Um, appreciate that. Awesome declaration. I agree with Priscilla and what other people said about just pondering different aspects and hearing, you know, someone else speak about something you've heard all the time. But it's wonderful when you can um, actually look at it from a different perspective um, and even think about, you know, so many times we hear about, oh, you're serving that white Jesus or you're doing this, all that stuff, right? Really not even knowing history and background. Um, and if we listen to other people, we can absolutely be led astray and miss the vision that God has given us. So when you were talking about not going to church, I totally get it. I know that church attendance in a lot of places is down. Um, people feel like, why well, get out of bed when I can just stream it? Um, so many people have been hurt in church. So that's another reason um, for, I believe, I won't call it an excuse because they've been legitimately hurt. Um, some people are tired of doing church as usual. Um, and, and what I was thinking about when you were talking about that, even with vision, it is such a heart um, condition 
because the gates of hell are not supposed to prevail against God's church. And we know that he's not talking about a building, but he's talking about the body, right? And so if our hearts, if we're not careful, if we don't maintain vision with our hearts of seeing things God's way, of allowing truly to see Jesus, we're going to be off vision. And, and oftentimes in relationships, before, long before we leave the building, long before people leave their marriages, we leave in our hearts, right? We become apathetic. We become um, indifferent. We become crucial, judgmental, whatever. It sets in in our hearts, and, and before long, then our bodies fall, leave away. That's why it's seemingly so easy for people to walk out of a marriage for 20 years, but, but they left long before the day they walked out the door. And And so I think as you were talking, it just made me think it, it seems easy that people are just not going to church because they're not committed anymore and because it's tradition and it's religion and all that stuff. But I really believe it's a heart turning away from truly what we should be doing. And we know we've been told not to forsake the assembling of ourselves together. Um, so you just made me really think about that. So, so thank you, because I've been dealing with, you know, even in myself, just being tired of religion and stuff and same old, same old, and why do this if I could just do this here? And um, I have to really watch my heart. I have to really watch what's going on in my heart because, um, again, if, if we do that stuff in our heart, it makes it easier to walk away and leave. Um, and I think it's a trick of the enemy to um, tear down what God has established, his church. So thank you, Pastor. You know, glad you I'm glad you said that, Lisa, because at both my churches, the 730 service and the 9 o'clock service, I've gotten worship down to an hour and 10 minutes because I cut out all the other stuff that we do in worship, and I focus on worship and the word, and the people absolutely love it. All the other stuff that we do, um, I don't even print a bulletin anymore. I email it to the people. Um, I, I may have some bulletins for those that are coming to visit, but I don't even do that anymore, really. Um, I just focus on worship and the word because your worship ought not be predicated just to Sunday morning. Your worship ought to be all during the week. You've got to be able to see Jesus in every situation and the truth behind Romans 8 and 28. So we know that all things work together for good. Because you're totally right. There's some people just feel, I ain't going no more. I ain't going down there. You know, um, so much has happened in church. And then and then me starting my third church prayerfully in Stockton, um, I most churches are commuter churches. Mm-hmm. You don't know what I'm saying? Everybody travels somewhere. Nobody has a church really in the community anymore where people used to walk to church. I remember that. We don't have that anymore because because of the gentrification and stuff, and people have moved all outside the area and things like that. So I, I wanna I wanna prayerfully bring church back to the inner city and the community. And I was talking to a pastor early this morning about four something this morning and he said to me, church is almost non-existent in Oakland anymore because of the gentrification and people have moved away and, and things like that. So um, we need to make sure that in every situation we see Jesus behind the scenes working and be able to see him whenever he shows up in the situation. So thank you, Lisa. I like that. I like that. 
Yeah, that that just makes, you know, it's easy to say I'm not driving when our vision has been off about why we've been going or who we've been going for, right? So, so yeah, that just makes sense. I mean, it's, it's so easy when, when our heart gets turned away or gets distracted, um, which happens in so many cases, or gets, you know, bruised or hurt or whatever it might be. Um, any reason that the enemy would use to bring up is really not valid enough for us to not do what we know we should be doing and what we know we absolutely need because corporate worship is 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 unlike any other thing really it is um yeah so well, thank you i'm glad you said that and when you talk about church hurt the pastor knows church hurt more than anybody else yeah and you know what i'm talking about and anybody that knows my story, everybody on Declare Victory that really knows me, um, when I was talking about starting a church back in Stockton, well, y'all, everybody knows what happened when I was in Stockton. I mean, I mean, uh, just to make a long story short, I went to Luke chapter 5, and the Lord told me to launch out to the deep and let down your nets for a drought. And Peter looked at Jesus and said, now, you know, Jesus, we just came back from there. We caught nothing. So why are you going to send me back to the very same place where we messed up? And 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 Jesus was literally telling Peter, it ain't about you. It's all about me. And then a good friend of mine, Pastor Jubert in, 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 Hugh, in Arlington, Texas, said to me, he said, Lavelle, sometimes you got to go back to the place that you hurt in order to heal. And, and, and when, and when, I can imagine Peter wanted to say to Jesus, now, Jesus, um, speaking of our profession, uh, you being a carpenter's son, if I need a house, I'll call you. And if you need some fish, you call me. And you do know I grew up on this lake, and I know the best time to go fishing on this lake. And everybody on this lake knows that you don't catch fish in the day in deep water. But you telling me to launch out into the deep, let down my net for, for a drought. In essence, I know you failed miserably. Go back and do it again. And Peter's final words is, Lord, nevertheless, that's thy word. And nevertheless, watch this, is the gateway from immaturity to maturity. God sending me back to Stockton just did not make sense to me. But you told me to do it. And because you told me to do it, I'm going to do it. And the Bible says he enclosed a great multitude of fish that their nets begin to break. The fish are the souls, the souls that the Lord is going to give himself through my ministry is what I'm excited about. The same place that scandalized my name, the same place that when my child died, two weeks later called a meeting to put me out of the church. The same place that cut my salary and wouldn't pay me. Go back. And 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 the same people that did it to me saw me at a funeral just last week and said, Pastor, we heard you were coming back to stop. You know we're coming with you. The same people that did everything they could to hurt me now want to be under my ministry. There's the truth behind Romans 8 and 28. Because I don't understand it. But knowing all things work together for good. Wow. 
Okay, that's it, y'all. I quit. I quit. That's it. Um, y'all have a wonderful day. Um, if you know anybody in the Stockton, Sacramento, Elk Grove area, if they're looking for a church home, um, God is blessing the Greater Harvest Church. So uh, give them my information and tell them to come visit. We have 730 in Elk Grove, 9 o'clock in North Highlands, and we are soon opening in Stockton really soon, Susie Q. <laughs> um so pray much for us. Pray for my mother. Pray for me. Uh, enjoy your day today. I have a day where I have absolutely nothing to do. Believe that, nothing. So I love y'all. Y'all have a blessed day. Go to worship tomorrow. When you get there, make sure you worship. And make sure you see Jesus in the worship. Because if you go to church and you don't see Jesus, you have not worship. May God bless y'all. May God keep y'all. It's my prayer. Have a wonderful day. Goodbye. You too, brother. Love you. Love you guys. Have a wonderful, blessed day. Bless you. Everybody have a wonderful day. God bless y'all. Thank Bye. you. Bye. God bless you. Enjoy your birthday, Lisa. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Happy birthday, Happy birthday Lisa. Lisa. Thanks, y'all. Happy birthday. Thank you. Bye, y'all. Love y'all. Peace and love.